Welcome to the Big Ten Football Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Guggenheim, and we're going to be talking about playoff predictions here. If you like the pod, make sure to like and follow us wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Leave a review, share it with your friends, follow us on Instagram and Twitter, and send me an email, Talk at gmail.com. Had a great correspondence with an Iowa fan earlier this week uh he was a little miffed about my six and six prediction which is great that's what makes sports fun so please leave a a comment a message keep it keep it pg please um but we i'd love to hear feedback uh love to hear what you guys think whether you like it don't like it whatever just we'd love to have your engagement as we talk about playoff picks i have a special guest on uh this morning Pierce Kewen is a sports enthusiast. He is excited to get into the world of podcasting. He's thinking about getting into podcasting in the next year or so. Pierce, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Sure, sure. It is, uh, if you're watching on YouTube, you'll see that Pierce has a much better background than I do because I have a bookcase with a bunch of books and he's got all the big 10 pennants in the background and a Jersey and he's, you're much more festive than I am. So um, if you're watching, you probably can tell already, but uh, I'll, I'll ask this first. How did you get into college football? I mean, it kind of runs in the family for me. Uh, and when I first, I was like seven when I went to my first Penn state game and it was, it was amazing. And it just got me into college football. So, so getting to go into Beaver Stadium was like the the big hook for you. Yeah, and just the environment there, and how how many, how much people cared about it. Yeah, like in such a big stadium, it was just insane. Yeah, that stadium, it's it's crazy. So, so I'm assuming if your first game was at Beaver Stadium, then that that makes that has to make you an Ohio State fan, right? Ohio State, right? Uh, I'm gonna lean towards Penn State here. Uh, <laughs> I mean. Most people I know are Penn State fans, and everybody, like, just going to that game, and I've gone to so many Penn State games. I've gone to one game that wasn't a Penn State game, and that was fun. But I've gone to a lot of Penn State games, and they've all been better than the first one. Okay. What's, what's, been, what's been your favorite Penn State game that you've gone to? It's a tough one, but I'd probably say the 2019 season, we played a home primetime game against Buffalo, and it was a close game at half. We're actually losing at half and then fumbled, but first possession, when the when Buffalo had the ball, we returned it for pick six and just ran away with the game. Yeah, those night games are so, so fun at Beaver Stadium. They... uh I, I I've had I've been to one as well when they played Ohio State and uh, it was a good game. It was in 2012 and Ohio State won it, but it was really close. Yeah. And the, the whiteout's just it's just different. Yeah, it's insane. Penn State can win against any team there. Yeah, well, and that that Auburn game last last year was yeah. phenomenal. Um, it would have been a lot. Yeah. It would have been a much uh, bigger win too if the refs weren't SEC refs. Um, yeah. But I digress. Uh, what what makes you excited to talk about sports? I just, I mean, there's all the sport, or I wouldn't say all the sports, but most sports I enjoy talking about. I love watching them, and I like playing, like 
just playing football and basketball is just just what I do. Sports is what I do, I guess. Yeah, you were saying that you're going to be playing. You're going to be playing basketball this this season. Uh, what position do you play in basketball? Uh, I'm usually a shooting guard. I I do play point guard sometimes, but usually a shooting guard. Okay. Do you do you have some Steph Curry in your game, or uh, who would you model your game after? Some people say I do, but uh, I like to think Jordan Poole, but not many other people think that. But <laughs> nice, nice. I I would love to be like either Steph or J- Jordan Poole, but I'm gonna let you be the basketball player of the <laughs> two of us. So, um, you know, so we're talking playoff, and if I sent anyone who's listening, if I sent you all Pierce's predictions and records i think you guys would be blown away he sent me predictions not just for the big 10 but for the entire power five and the independence and then he wrote out what he thinks the projected top 25 is going to be at the end of the season he did every conference championship game he did all the new year's six games as well as other key uh, bowl games so i just i gotta give you props because that's I mean, that's like Phil Steele work right there. Um, tell me your playoff, your playoff teams and how you got there. So I'm going to start with number one, Ohio State. Um, it's a great choice. I, I think. Great choice. <laughs> I really like uh, the way the schedule plays out with the teams they play and where they play them. It works out decent for them. And they have a big non-conference game with Notre Dame week one. And I think they'll they'll get a win there. It's also big for recruiting and everything. So they'll get a win there. Uh, they play uh, Wisconsin and Iowa and Michigan also at home. And Penn State and Michigan State are on the road. But I just don't see them losing up until that Michigan game. And the Michigan game, when it goes to the Big Ten Championship, I just see C.J. Shroud leading his team final drive for a touchdown leads them there and they go on to win the big 10 championship against a nine and three Wisconsin to send them, send them to the college football playoff. Nice. All right. So they're your number one seed. Who do you, who do you have number two? I got Clemson and it might not be a popular pick for last season or this season, but in the past they've shown who they are. Plus with a weaker ACC schedule, it shows how, just just the weaker ACC schedule, but they do have one loss in the regular season to Notre Dame. I think Notre Dame will just get a get a win there because it's it's tough to win at that place. Mm-hmm. And Clemson last time they played with Uyagulele, or however you pronounce that, <laughs> uh, he he couldn't get it done. It was a close game, but I think this one will be close. But Notre Dame will come out on top. Uh, and they will go to the ACC championship uh, 11 and one and win against Miami, who they already played in the regular season. Yep. So it'll be interesting to see that first matchup with Clemson and Miami, but they'll get the win in the ACC championship. All right. So you got Ohio State and Clemson, one and two. So who's three and four? Uh, it's going to be Georgia with an undefeated schedule or undefeated season until they lose to Bama, but they will still make it with a 12 and one record or yeah, 12 and one. Uh, And then I think it's number four is between Bama and Michigan. And I think 
it's going to go to Bama with two losses to Texas and Auburn with an SEC championship win over Georgia. And I think they'll put in a two-loss Bama over a one-loss Michigan, Michigan just because of uh, who's, who's voting and how the system is. I think they'll put in Bama. Yeah, that make it well, and and I think the, I could see a world where you look at Michigan's schedule, right? And yeah, I would. I mean, I think getting a rematch, Ohio State, Michigan, one four would be pretty sweet. But yeah, I think Bama's record and Bama's reputation, the SEC reputation, I I think that's a a good savvy pick um, between the two. But so you said before we get to your your semifinal picks i'm very curious texas over alabama tell me a little bit about that i mean i think it texas is pointing everything on their season and with their team and prep for that game into alabama even though it's a non-conference game it's big for the future of texas going into the sec in a few years and i think they'll just put it all into it and bama won't won't be ready for that. Uh, I think it'll be close game, but and Bama will be up, but Texas will come out on top. Yeah, that's a bold pick. It's a very yeah. bold pick, but they got Bijan Robinson, who he can make things happen. <laughs> yeah. He is a dynamic playmaker. So, real quick, give me your give me your uh, semifinal predictions and your national champion. Uh, I have Bama beating Ohio State in a shootout. And I got Georgia beating Clemson just because of Clemson wouldn't be ready for Georgia this year. And Bama with the rematch against Georgia, just like last year, Bama just destroys them and runs on runs all over them just because of Georgia, who they lost. And Bama still has Will Anderson and Bryce Young that'll like carry their team and they'll win the championship. All right. So you got Bama, Georgia. In the final, Bama winning the national championship, getting revenge. My Aunt Piper is going to be very thrilled about that prediction. She's a big Bama fan, um, much much to my chagrin, although we, we, uh, we can – we're one and one against each other with our team, so I can't be too, too mad at her. So um, real quick before we kind of have you sign off here, I know you already mentioned Texas over Alabama. That would be a huge upset. What maybe give me one other Big Ten upset that you're calling early, and then one just national upset that you're calling early, and why? I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna start with the national one, and we're gonna go USC and Stanford. Uh, I'm not high on Stanford. I'm kind of high on USC, and I don't think USC will win that game. It'll be close, but. Stanford will just and it's a prime time game. I think Stanford will win that one. And okay. in the Big Ten, there's there's a lot of options I have here. Um, it's it's tough to pick which one is probably the biggest upset. But I'd probably say uh, I don't know. Uh, probably Nebraska beating well it's hard to Nebraska winning the games that they're supposed to would probably be my upset because they history tells but I'd probably say that it's 
there's too many options to pick one that just to narrow it down, but I'd probably say Nebraska winning all the games they're supposed to. Yeah. <laughs> Cue a Scott Frost joke. Um, not going to do uh, – I kind of did it already. I <laughs> Pierce said – I know you've listened to a few of the episodes, but I feel like yeah. I've I've been on this bandwagon, and it's like I, I really don't – I like Scott Frost. I want him to do well, but yeah, what you just said makes me chuckle a little bit because I'm like, he's not – winning games it doesn't yeah. how many times can you lose close and realize that's the pattern that's the yeah. norm and i hope for nebraska's sake because i love their fans and i love their team i'm like i would love for you guys not to have to endure that suffering anymore so that's i appreciate that pick that makes a lot of <laughs> sense cool well it has been a pleasure to have you on um yeah. for those of you watching on youtube pierce is gonna stay stay on a little bit longer um but i'm going to be doing the the second segment so if you're on youtube and you're confused that's that's why pierce is just kind of on observing uh but for those of you the, the next segment i'll get to my playoff picks and there's a lot of similarity but a couple of differences between me and pierce and that's okay because again that's what makes sports great is we ha all have thoughts and opinions and this is subjective analysis. It's almost like we should have an objective way of determining a champion rather than a selection committee. How about that? Uh, so we'll be right back after this break. Welcome back to the Big Ten Football Talk podcast. Thanks again to Pierce, who just, I thought, did a great job of breaking down his playoff selection. Uh, really great to have him on the pod here. Um, as he starts to get get his podcast rolling in the next year or so please be listening out for it um when it when it actually comes out title and everything i'll let you guys know but really excited to see him uh start his own podcast and start talking about sports because he he loves it and it's it's what he loves spending his time on so uh make sure you check that out when that comes out and i will let you guys know about that i'm gonna give you my top eight of, of where I think, so kind of the, the first four out and then my top four. And I'm going to reference Pierce's uh, playoff field for a minute because I think if I was going by straight talent, Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, Utah, uh, Clemson, Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, Clemson would be my top four in pure talent. Like if you look at 247 sports, you look at rivals, all those different places you will see that those are the top four in terms of talent. And I would say it's probably Ohio state, Alabama, Georgia, not in that order, but those three are kind of lumped in a tier. And I would say Clemson is, is a little bit below that maybe with Texas A&M, you know, they've had, they had their monster recruiting class this past season. And then it's another dip. And then you have like Notre Dame, you have Michigan, you, you have Penn state. Uh, you have some other SEC schools that have done really well, LSU, but really it's Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, and then a dip, and you have Clemson, and then it's it's another tier below. So I, those top four, I think, make a lot of sense, but those aren't my top four. Um, so I'll, I'll get into it. I'm going to start with my number eight pick. Uh, again, I'm doing my first four out and my four, my top four. My number eight team is Michigan. And I really agree a lot with Pierce. And I think if people think 
that Michigan is going to go away because Ajabo and Hutchinson and Dax Hill all left, I think you are sadly mistaken. Their offensive line is going to be one of the best in the country. Their, I think their defense, it'll, it'll take a step back, but they've recruited really well on the defensive side of the ball. Um, and the, their defensive coordinator, I'm blanking on his name, but he is also was under John Harbaugh, uh, also did work with Mike McDonald, who is their defensive coordinator last year. So, I mean, there's some continuity there. The offense, I have questions about from a coordinator standpoint, but the talent is really good. You know, you got Ronnie Bell coming back. Uh, Andrew Anthony, I thought really came on. Roman Wilson, a wide receiver. Eric All at tight end. Uh, I think Schoonmaker, who's their other tight end, is really, really good. And Donovan Edwards is going to be a special back. And you also have Blake Corum coming back. So last year, it was the defense that really made, made hay. This year, I think their offense is going to catch up a little bit. And so I really like Michigan. I, I picked them to lose at Iowa. That's like one of my bigger upsets in the Big Ten. But even if that's the case, I think they go into Ohio State with a, an opportunity to go to the Big Ten championship game because I've, I've got them going 10 and one at that point. And if they beat Ohio State and then get to the Big Ten championship game, they, they win the Big Ten. They can make the playoff. So they are easily a playoff contender. I think they're a national championship contender, but I've got them losing two. I think the Iowa game might be a stretch, but that's what I'm picking. And then I think they will lose to Ohio State. So I've got them at eight. I've Clemson at seven. And here's my concern about Clemson. You have a lot of disruption with the coordinators. Brent Venables leaving, I think, is a huge blow. Um, but to be honest, I could probably be the defensive coordinator with that defensive line. <laughs> that defensive line is going to be nasty. Miles Murphy, Brian Brissy, those guys are. I think maybe the best defensive line in college football, their linebacking core is going to be, it's going to be decent. I don't know if it's going to be elite, but it'll be decent. And their secondary will be, be really good. The, for me, it's the offense. If you look at their offense, look at their playmakers. Will Shipley is really good. I think his pace, their second running back is going to be really good. They've got Ngata on the outside. They've got a couple pieces on that offensive line, but I'm just not sold that their offense can get to the next level. And while the ACC is not a great conference, they've got good quarterback play. You know, Van Dyke at Miami and NC State, I'm blanking on his name, but, you know, they've got a good quarterback there. UNC's got some talent. And so I am not... I think Clemson can win the ACC, but they might go 10 and two. I think they lose to Notre Dame, similar to what Pierce had said. And I just, I think they're going to drop one game. And I know that's, it, it might, you might think, oh, the ACC, they're not that good. The same thing happened last year. And if they can't get the quarterback play to match what they need to get that offense going and I'm just not, I'm not convinced that Uyunglele is the guy. And I don't know if the guy behind him as a true freshman, uh, Cade Klubnik, is going to be able to do that as a true freshman. I don't think he's Trevor Lawrence. I think he's really good, 
I think he's gonna be great for them, but he's I don't think he's Trevor Lawrence where he can transcend to national championship in year one or playoff in year one. So I think Clemson's really talented. I just don't know if they can get there. I think they might get one too many losses. The same thing is true with Georgia. I think Georgia's really talented. I just I see it every year where Georgia has or a, a team that has a lot of talent underneath them and you think well they'll be fine but then they lose like 15 guys to the draft 14 guys to the draft 10 guys to the draft and they struggle and so i remember you know lsu had that great year like transcendent year and there was like oh lsu is going to be really good again next year and they were not they really struggled and they've struggled the past two years georgia lost 15 guys to the nfl five players in the first round and a sixth guy that should have been drafted in the first round if not for like a toenail injury or something that dropped nicobe dean i don't know what teams were thinking nicobe dean is legit and he's he's completely doing amazing for the eagles right now so i i don't understand why that happened they, they lost all that talent I'm concerned about their receiver depth. I know A.D. Mitchell looks really good. They got Brock Bauer at tight end. He's gonna he's the best tight end in the country. But I'm concerned about Stetson Bennett. I know he he disproved a lot of doubters last year, but he also had he had really good weapons on the outside. Jermaine Burton's now with Bama, so I'm concerned about that. And even though they have all that defensive star power still still there like they lost a lot of talent but they had a lot of they've recruited really well i'm concerned about dan landing being the head coach at oregon that was their defensive coordinator so there's just a lot of turnover when there's a lot of turnover weird things happen so the schedule i pierce is absolutely right the schedule for georgia is not hard but you gotta deal with spencer rattler at you at south carolina and you got to deal with Tennessee and Hendon Hooker. And you got to deal with uh, Auburn, who's not great, but they're not bad either. And so do I think Georgia, like I think Georgia could easily go undefeated. I think they could easily go undefeated. But I think their holes, and by holes, I don't mean talent hole. I mean continuity holes just makes me pause. So I've got Georgia at six. I've got Texas A&M at five. I think Texas A&M and all these teams are, are national championship contenders. Texas A&M, I think is a year away. Um, they get Max Johnson from LSU to come over. He's, he's a projected starter and he had a, a decent year at LSU or he's had some decent numbers at LSU um, they still have some really good players on the outside and I Smith at wide receiver. Um, they have a lot of turnover on defense. Um, they only have five starters coming back, but they are talented. And if they can get over disappointment, I think they can be really good. I just, I don't think they can get Bama at Bama, especially after they beat them last year. I think that's going to be really tough for them. So I've got Texas A&M at five, just on the cusp. And here we get to my, my top four. Number four is Notre Dame. And so I'm going to spoil my, my Ohio State Notre Dame pick. I've got Ohio State beating Notre Dame in a four-quarter game. And I'll talk more about that when we get to week one. But I think Notre Dame 
loses to Ohio State, but I think they run the table the rest of the way. I think they have three other tough games, BYU, Clemson, USC. I think they'll get BYU. I think they're too physical for BYU. I think their defense, the the way that their defense is shaped can really hold Clemson. And I think they'll get the win there and it's at home. And then USC, I like USC. They had probably the best off season in all of college football. But again, that continuity, it's at the end of the season. So USC might have time to gel and really, really give Notre Dame a run for their money. But I just, I'm concerned about USC's depth. They have a lot of star power in Jordan Addison and Caleb Williams. But I'm concerned about the depth. You look at their recruiting over the past four years. Yes, they got a bunch of transfers. But they don't have a lot of depth built up. And that concerns me. So I think Notre Dame runs the table. I think there's a lot of juice with Marcus Freeman. And I think, I think he'll be in some tough games, but I think they'll get there. I think 11 and one Notre Dame gets in number three. I've got Utah and Utah is a weird case to me because I don't like, they're just a hard nosed football team. And, you know, against Ohio State in the Rose Bowl, they, they competed in that game. A lot of people were like, but they were playing a converted running back. That's because they were dealing with a lot of injuries. A lot, they get a lot of guys back. Clark Phillips, who is a highly rated guy at corner, is really, really good to, to solidify that back end. They've got some good depth on the offensive and defensive lines. If you go back and watch them play Oregon, I mean, they were just smashing the rock over and over and over again. And so I think they're the most physical team in the Pac-12. I think Cam Rising is is a guy to watch for at quarterback. He's not going to be a great NFL player. But for a college quarterback, I think he's really good. And the schedule sets up really nicely for them. You know, they they go to Florida. I think there's a possibility they might lose that game just because it's at Florida. But then you look at the rest of the schedule – you know, their, their toughest game is probably USC and it's at home. Their other, their other non-conference games is Southern Utah and San Diego state. So I think they run the table there. It's either 11 and one or 12 and 0. I haven't decided that Florida game yet, but I've got, I've got Utah at three. Um, I, I think Utah and Notre Dame are negligible three and four. I think you could see it either way. The reason why I have Notre Dame four is I think the committee will avoid a rematch with Ohio state who I have at number two. I I have Ohio state running the table. I think I've struggled because I was very close to picking a Notre Dame upset. And part of the reason is I I'm not convinced that the defense is going to be fixed or all the way fixed. And then I remembered, okay, but Ohio state doesn't need it to be all the way fixed to get to the playoff. They just need it to be better. Just a little bit better. And one of the things that I don't think people have realized is you didn't just have a bad defense last year. You had a a change in scheme two games in because it wasn't working. You had a switch of coordinators two games in. You had linebackers quitting in the middle of games last year, and they still went 11-2 and with a Rose Bowl win. Stroud has another year of experience. 
I think Paris Johnson is where he needs to be at left tackle. I think they actually have guards playing the guard position. So the running game is going to be better this year. And I, I just think they, they figured out, I think they will be more physical. I'm waiting for the Notre Dame game to confirm that because if they're not physical in that game and they struggle and lose to Notre Dame, I'm not sure they win the big 10 because I think Michigan will push them around then. I think Wisconsin will push them around then, but I I'm confident that the offensive line is going to be a little bit better and more consistent. And I, I think the defensive line, JT to Jack Sawyer, uh, Mike Hall, Mike Hall or Mike Hill. I always get them mixed up. And uh, Tyleek Williams. Those are names to watch out for on that defensive line. All of them are true sophomores, all in that great recruiting class that they had last year. Watch out for them. And my number one team's Alabama. I have them going undefeated. Um, I, I can see a, a pathway where they lose one or two. I just think Will Anderson and Bryce Young are just too talented. And I'm just, the games that I think they would lose, I just, I think they have too much. I think Texas A&M, they're going to know, they're going to be aware of. Um, that that Texas game though, I'm very intrigued by that pick uh, by Pierce. And so we'll see. I, I, I'm i very curious. I've, I've, I've got my antenna up on that one now. Um, but I, I've got Bama going undefeated. And then my, my semifinals, I've got, Ohio State beating Utah in that rematch, I think they probably win a little bit more comfortably because I think they have the defensive issues figured out and Ohio State doesn't have any holdouts like last time in the Rose Bowl. I think Bama beats Notre Dame in probably a a two to three touchdown game. I think it actually will be close. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it's actually closer than people think until the fourth quarter because I I do think people are underrating Notre Dame's lines. I think their line play, I think uh, their tight end, Michael Mayer, is a matchup nightmare for anybody. So I, I do think, I, I think Notre Dame will give Alabama some run, but ultimately it's Bama versus Ohio, Ohio State in the final. And against my desires, I've got Bama winning the national championship. I think Bama's, I think, I think, Ohio State, if they can be physical and they really do get the defense fixed, I think Ohio State can beat Bama. I would put the odds at like 55-45, Bama beats Ohio State. But I'm picking Bama to win. I think they are hungry. I think Bryce Young, I think Bryce Young versus CJ Stroud is going to be a great matchup if that if that is the championship game. I feel like these two teams, Bama and Ohio State, if they feel like a collision course to, to, to face each other at some point. It feels very similar to USC, Oklahoma, 2004, USC, Texas, 2005, where it's like, these are the, the top two teams and they're going to stay the top two teams all year. And if that's the case, I'm really excited because I think those two teams could give us a heck of a game in, in whether it's a semifinal or championship game. But those are my thoughts. Love to tell me if you think I'm right or if you think I'm wrong be great um but yeah this is again has been the big 10 football talk podcast again if you want to shoot me an email big 10 football talk at gmail.com follow us on instagram and twitter this is zach guggenheim signing off take care god bless